Welcome everybody to the MGA MediaCast. This is episode number 48, and this is uh, the first episode that is not done in a car on the way to or from the World Championships in a while. So I, of course, am joined by El Presidente John Lucky Kick Morley. Welcome to the show, John. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. <laughs> you, don't have, you don't have the car horn in front of you. Uh, it's not quite as authentic, but I like it. And we have a special guest today, John. Who do we have? Uh, well, we have the man with the name that can, continues to change every time I try to put him into uh, any of our spreadsheets. Uh, it's it's yeah, always very handy when people use uh, w- nicknames on the website, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm they learning, change them. I'm learning that maybe we need to have some sort of a, a back-end name, and then we can just let them go wild with the nickname. That way, when we're putting things into spreadsheets, it's quick and easy to find. But now... Forevermore listed, I'm guessing, as world champ Lord Daniel Piotrowski on the website. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. It's it's an honor and a pleasure to be here. We're very excited to have you. Um, this was uh, this was quite a year for you, my friend. And uh, how many years have you come to the world championship? Let me ask. Uh, one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> one for one. I know I I kind of ruined it for myself, didn't I? Yeah, it's only downhill from here. Yeah. Uh, so for anybody who doesn't know, uh, world champ Lord Daniel is from the Tallahassee chapter, who basically had a, a Cinderella story, a dream of a world championship this year. Uh, not only crowning a world champ, but also taking home the chapters cup as well, um, and uh, and just kind of showing everybody what to look up to in a chapter these days in the MGA, what you can achieve if you continue to try. Uh, John, is, well, yeah. yeah. Thoughts on that. I mean, it is, it's, it's a good story to give all the other chapters hope because mm. the, the chapters cup has been dominated by San Francisco. Let's be honest here. Mm. We've won seven of them. Uh, DFW has won two of them. So, you know, you, you start thinking that maybe only San Francisco and DFW can, can win chapters cups and suddenly uh, out of nowhere, out of absolutely nowhere. I mean, <laughs> we all know Ian Collis. We know this is this is from nowhere. That guy's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, funniest guy I've ever had on the podcast, I think. <laughs> well, uh, we'll see. Yeah. Are we but, talking uh, about the same Ian Cowis? We're talking about Ian Cowis, right? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Oh. All Business Ian Cowis. <laughs> to you, probably. <laughs> the guy who but, never lets me change my cart. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, Tallahassee got it done. You know, they they came this year and they showed that that really uh, anybody can do it. And I think it's a great story. And and our champ, I mean, first time at the Worlds, but how long have you been in the MGA? Uh, 2016. Oh, wow. 2016. Yeah. So, th- let so me let me break down what I was told when when we learned that you were potentially tied for a playoff all the numbers had not been counted yet uh and we were still waiting for a couple of scorecards which may or may not have showed up we're still waiting um, on one actually. we're still waiting on a few scorecards <laughs> <laughs> but so so ian comes up to me and he says he says okay i think i think that uh dan might be might have a numbers good enough to be in a playoff and then he starts telling me the story that you were for a long time not necessarily somebody that competed for for big checks for kind of big checks and it was only recently that you kind of found your groove when it comes to the game of golf and that you had a very specific kind of origin story here where you went from uh, having an absolute meltdown to miss out on your first potential win to then draining a long putt to seal your first victory to now then on the biggest stage in the world uh, draining a putt to win the world championships. Is this, did I receive correct information? Is this your, has this been your evolution as a media? Yes. Yes. So I'm, I'm always top 10 guy. I'm like, if I finish top 10, I'm very happy. So, uh, we have a pretty competitive chapter. Um, so I, uh, we were coming into the MGA and I had a lead, uh, going into 18 and I triple bogeyed a par five. Oof. And lost by one stroke. What, what year? What season was this? 
So this was uh, 2021. Okay. okay. One year ago. Yeah. So a great guy named Turk. He won it. Uh, the Turk took it home. Um, had scar tissue. I was sure. fine. Hashtag mm-hmm. I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people had me on on watch. Uh, and then I went out and the next event was the FU Open. And and I won that. Had to make a putt to force a playoff with uh, one Nikki Maserati Mazi. And um, we want, I won it in a putt off. All of these people sound very difficult to find on the website. <laughs> if I were searching for them to put them in a database, this sounds like a nightmare. We we are the chapter of nicknames. We do have a lot of nicknames. Yeah, I just found out. I didn't. I didn't know this. Uh, fuck machine is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> say I it was fuck toy. Well, fuck toy is Chris Leedy. Fuck oh. toy, yeah. And then there's fuck Chris. machine, right? And then there's fuck machine, which is JSG, mm-hmm. which uh-huh. is uh, Joey Saint Germain. We have a boom boom. Okay. And now thanks to you guys, we have a some guy. So uh all right. <laughs> so uh Daryl Riddell is now some guy. Love some it. Guy. <laughs> so Perfect. this this I think though, John, and I, I I think you and me have seen this story a few times where somebody joins the MGA. I, I would say Bobby G might be somebody in this camp, right? Joins the MGA and kind of doesn't really nobody really assumes that they're gonna win much. Um, they're just, you know, they're a, a cool guy. You enjoy having them out. And then at mm-hmm. some point, like a light switch turns on or something. And maybe they start taking golf a little more seriously. They they actually start to try a little bit. And next no. thing you know, that was uh, a, a world no. champ is born. No. Nope. Just go out nope. and have fun. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that is not what happened with Daniel. No. All right. I had the luckiest round of my life. I, I That 83 is cemented. Like, that's why... Ian was like, you are way too relaxed when I was driving down with Joey. And I says, I, what do I got to lose? I've already mm. shot an 83 today, you know? Yeah. So, so that, that was your round two score, which we are absolutely going to talk about because that's, yes. that's insane. Um, let's start with your round one score. Sure. Because this is more this is more our speed. You shot a 95 round yes. one. Yeah. And this was one of those where quite often when we're looking at the results afterwards, and we're looking at our champ and, and we see the, the round one score and the round two score. And I see one of those scores is so high. I just think, oh, God, we fucked something up. There's no way someone could shoot a score this high and still win this tournament. And that was the case with you. I saw the 95 for round one. I'm like, there's no there's no way. How could someone shoot that and and win this and tournament? win the tournament? Well, John, I think we surrounded ourselves with the right kind of guys. Is I guess the answer so. to that question. But like, take take us through uh, through day one, because because uh, a ninety five is very different from an eighty three. So what was going on? Day I would one? say twelve different. Yeah. <laughs> quick quick maths. Uh, Lexington. Okay. One and then very windy. Sure. Yeah. I I didn't know what the hell a rock club was, but I'm definitely bringing a rock club from now on. Okay. You know, coming out of Tallahassee, but that's basically I had. Uh, a few putts that just stopped on the lip. Um, so the guys that I was with, you know, they, they they kept saying like, oh my gosh, how can you miss this many? They kept counting them. I'm like, you don't have to count how many putts I missed. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate you. You can count here. <laughs> <laughs> so they were keeping track for me and I, I, I appreciated that, you know, they were givers. But yeah, it's just uh, two different courses. Lexington was definitely tougher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um but yeah, just went out there to have fun. I was hoping for top fifty after the first day. Now they're, you know, they're rated somewhat close. The two courses we always used to split the nines because, you know, because Lexington is supposedly a little bit harder, right? So we used to split the nines, but this this year we we played them as they were intended. Lexington on one day, Concord on the next, um, and just played them straight up. Luck of the draw, you know, you end up where you end up, and. I would say you you ended up on what we perceived to be the harder course on the windier day. So I yeah, yeah. you know I feel somewhat vindicated about that. Like, hey, you you got the tougher <laughs> tougher draw, but you still won it. So if anyone ever bitches in the future, I'm just going to point to you. And- <laughs> I, I got to be honest, almost everybody I talked to liked the change. Um, yeah. I didn't hear anybody really. I agree. Yeah, really being like a complete douche about it. Um, but in Tallahassee, it's it's known as the piggy bear rule because that's our guy last year got DQ'd for playing the wrong nine. 
<laughs> so, I mean, he he's a lovable giant, but he yeah, he made a mistake. He'll be the first one to tell you. It, it, it is yeah. actually it does it does add complication when you're coming from Lexington sure. back and trying to find Concord front or the opposite way. Uh, there's definitely been a few guys. I've seen a lot of U-turns. A lot. Yeah, and they, they, you know, they put out good sandwich board maps in the past. And then last year I freaked out because they weren't out there. And I'm just like, we're going to have half the field get lost in DQ. But uh, definitely simpler this year playing playing the courses as they were intended. And like you said, Willie, I think everyone was was on board with that. And and, and I think I think you could put out as much signage as you want. Our our group is not a reading group. <laughs> well, they were pictures. <laughs> oh, they were pictures. They were okay. Pictures with a blue line showing you where to drive. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> <so> yeah. <laughs> they they so, know our group. <laughs> so I, I agree, by the way. I think Lexington is is the much harder of the two, although I've heard conflicting reports from some people, which I can't understand at all. Lexington has rough, it's thicker. Uh, it has holes that I think are much trickier. And uh, like you said, on day one, little cold, little windy. And uh, all factors pointed to, you know, bad rounds for a lot of people, but not for Tallahassee's own fuck machine, Joey St. Germain, who was the club leader, clubhouse leader going after day one. So he went to bed with, uh, what, an 84 net? Is that right? And an ulcer. And an ulcer. <laughs> I, I think it was an 86. Okay. Uh, but he had he was solo leader through round one. So Tallahassee, yeah, was dreaming about Joey St. G all night and uh, didn't know their sleeper was uh, – was well, what were you doing after? Yeah, one? actually, that's a good question. Oh, so after a 95, what, what were your thoughts? Like, what, did you go out? Did you – what did you do? Oh, we went to a very expensive dinner. That's number one. And as a teacher – I, I looked at prices and was like, I think I'll just have the pasta. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we all got together to go out for a, a team dinner. Um, 95 with a 95. I was just, like I said, hoping I saw that. I think I was like 54th after the first day. Mm-hmm. So I just thought top 50 would be awesome for my first time out here. Um, but yeah, that's, that's it. Joey was, Joey was and, very hyped. You can yeah, tell how was Joey doing. Joey was doing Joe. I think Joey puts on a good face, but I think on the inside, he's a wreck. He's and, probably uh, feeling it. Yeah. 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 And I mean, you know, Midwest guy going to put on a good face, going to be sweet, going to be nice. But on the inside, he, he, yeah, I, I bet he wanted to go just, to bed as soon as possible. Just the sort of guy you think would end up with the nickname fuck machine, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I know. I know he had, that nickname. he had to sit on the bus in the same seat next to the same guy. Mm. So we had that little superstitious going there. Okay. Um, I don't know, you know, you'd have to ask his roommate there about any kind of uh, <laughs> uh, private uh, rituals that maybe he did. I don't know, but tried to keep everything the same. That's what it seemed like. Well, it sounded like he fucked that up then because uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come day two. Yeah, it didn't uh, work. So, so fun, last thing about round one, you said your group was, um, was they were being real dicks about counting your lip outs. <laughs> like you got paired with some douchebags, huh? <laughs> not at all okay. i'll tell you like i had uh noah from uh baltimore and justin from columbus and carmen beach from uh gulf coast so i had a southern guy with me and i'm glad i had all east coast kind of guys because we just kept stopping and looking at mountains like just total tourists we're like look there's snow on top of that one and <laughs> yeah so uh but it was good to have that we had a lot of solidarity in that group so we did well uh noah didn't get an apple I will. I will speak up for Noah. Oh, he was upset. Yeah. All right, we'll look into that. Applegate. <laughs> but so, for, uh, in solidarity, we all teed up our apples and uh, allowed <laughs> behind us to knock them. So, in solidarity, since Noah didn't get his apple, nice. we made sure that uh, we didn't get. To no eat one gets an apple. Yeah. Nobody gets an apple. Exactly. It's, it's moves like that that give you the karma needed to uh-huh. uh, to win a world championship. Um, did any of them play well round one? I believe uh, Noah did. Noah okay. shot well. Um, and from what I remember, I'm not good in the memory department, but yeah, Justin shot well, but they all were carrying strokes. Yeah, and yeah. Carmen Carmen comes from a smaller um, chapter, Gulf Coast. I think this is our first year. We've already started yeah. talking about like an I-10 battle, Interstate 10 battle and all nice. sorts of good stuff. But I think the, they only have six or seven members. So he was carrying strokes too for um, – but yeah, they were great group of guys. Had a good 
good time with them in the first round. Nice. I think that's right. more important than anything else it, it, to me. It's just Absolutely. like the guys I get to play with. And like, you know, if I go out and I have a good time, then everything else either falls into place or it doesn't. Right. Well, and and I was not planning on playing round two. I typically don't. I play round one because of the Meteo Cup, of course. Got to play that. But then I'm making the pairings for round two, which we do based on where you finished round one. And just through sheer luck, totally legit, I end up in my dad's group. And then it's like, okay, well, fuck. I got I got to play some holes. Can't miss that opportunity. So uh, that's so good. I played I played eight holes on round two, and. Uh, had a good time and played with a couple North Dallas guys in that group. We actually had a, a really good time. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was with North Dallas guy on day two as well. Uh, and, uh, we, yeah, we also had a good time. I, I will say I, I, I never don't have a good time. And I think, you know, sometimes I hear these horror stories guys are like, Oh, I ended up with this guy and that. And I'm like, uh, man, I, I don't know if you're getting unlucky or, or if you're the problem. <laughs> what was it? I, I heard somebody say, well, you know, if you were saying that you didn't have an asshole in the group, you were probably that asshole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, fair enough. I, that was me. <laughs> so, so now let's move into, into day two then. So you come in with uh, low expectations, which I think, it, you know, I, I personally think that helps. Um, and, uh, and how were you feeling on, on that Saturday morning? The most exciting thing for me on Saturday morning was the fact for the breakfast burrito. Mm. That was about it. That was <laughs> the breakfast burrito was was top on the list. Uh, getting out there, trying to find my group. Now is that uh, is that because you had one on day one and it was good, or you weren't able to get one day one? I I followed. Okay, so Joey was my my uh, my guiding light through all of this. So I said, Joey, I'm just going to follow you. He goes, Look, as soon as we get off the bus, go straight inside, get your burrito. Get your wow. Bloody Mary, get your screwdriver, mm. whatever you need. Go yeah. to the bathroom then because you don't want to go to the bathroom later because it mm-hmm. gets bad. <laughs> um, so I listened to him. And then the second day, he kind of was uh, in his own little world, obviously. Sure. So I just followed the rules, went and got my breakfast burrito, got my screwdriver, um, yeah. made sure that the bag was on the cart, and we were good to go. All right. Very nice. All right. And then and, uh, paint a picture for us. Who, who do you have in your group on round two? Because you guys should have all been around – 50-ish in the tournament at that point, right? Now, sorry, sorry, hold on. I just just remember one one more thing Mm, before we move on because this this is all very important stuff. Even the stuff you just talked about is so important for people who have never been there. And I think something else that is very important, I happened to be looking at the scorecards um, not too long ago, and I noticed that you, I believe this is right, doubled your first hole at the MGA World Championship, a par five, no less. Yeah, number that 11. Sound correct? Number 11 at Lexington, right? Yeah. I think that's where we started. I think and so. I, I hit a beautiful drive. Uh-huh. And then uh and it's yeah, then no, nothing good happened pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so I just yeah, I I just I feel like that's important to to point out to people, you know, you can you can have that double, you can have a 7 on the scorecard early. And you can still win the world championship. Mm. All right, that's all. That's all. Let's move on back to round. I, two. You know, I doubled the first hole too of the world championship yeah, this year. And I'm not uh, saying you. Yeah, where's Willie? Yeah, so <laughs> I feel you. like I'm owed a belt here. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think there should be two, John. <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll think about it. All right, let's. Yeah, so let's. All right, paint the picture for day two. Let's talk about. Yes, uh, I, I I imagine yes, like you said, burrito, all that, yeah. all that in place. Uh, you get into your group, and and what's your group like? Uh, any guys you know? Well, we went. I went and hit exactly two balls off the range. Perfect, because there was right. only two balls left in the little. Thing. <laughs> so <laughs> I got there a little late, I guess, because the breakfast burrito took. But uh, when I got to my cart, um, my partner's bag had an FSU head cover on it. Oh, so right away I knew that. Okay, we're in good place. So uh, Mark Hill from Baltimore, another B, uh, another B more guy. Nice. So uh, Mark was was my my once again my guiding light through this whole round, and he did really well for that. So we had the uh, the war chant going as we drove out to hole four. Um, I also had James White from uh, Orange County from OC. Oh yeah, he's yeah. A great guy, great guy. Yeah. And then uh, Jordan from I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's Con- Conho Valley. That's a Conejo. Conejo. What's the story with the rabbit? He didn't know. They got a rabbit on their shirt. No, no one knows. 
Nobody yeah, has. It's just their logo, <laughs> as far as I know. I guess is there a story? <laughs> the, well, th there must be. But I mean, they're one of the originals. Yeah, they are. 2009 chapter, like one of the original ones. So, um, we'll have to solve that in in another podcast. We'll dig. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do look have everybody's logos and look for point, weird right? shit, and then yeah. Uh, yeah. solve those mysteries. Yeah, Christine was at the second ever world championship, right? So, yeah, we're talking real old school. Maybe the, yeah, yeah, yep. So, sounds like you got a solid group going okay, on. Solid and group. Then, uh, yeah. Take us. Take us through that round. What, what did you start with this time? Another double, or did you did you fix that a little bit? Fixed it a little. I I went par par par. Wow. Yeah. 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 So four, five, six. I went par par par, and that's when I told Mark, um, I don't want to see my scorecard the rest of the day. That's Smart. that's the right way to look at that. Yeah. 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 So what went, was what was your previous best score? Eighty six. Eighty six. Okay. Yeah. 86 is respectable, man. That's solid. I mean, that's not, you know. Another great um, day. Yeah. Now, I will say uh, th this course tends to be harder than most courses medios play during the season. Uh, would you say that that stayed true? Was it 86 on a much easier course? And this was just a magical round? Well, the 86, there was other, I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, the 86 is the FU. So that's in the middle of July in mm -hmm. Tallahassee, Florida. Sure. So you're sure. talking hundred degrees, just, you know, it was bad. It was hot, but um, yeah, it, the, the elevation changes is what really was screwy, but I just figured after the first day, I realized that the driver needs to go back in the bag mm. and it, it needs to be, I just hit four iron off the tee pretty much the whole second day. I, I feel wow. like I remember one specific drive you hit that day, but we'll talk about that when we get there. <laughs> well, so, some vinegar in there, yeah, yeah. So, would you say that was like the biggest difference between like your approach between day one and day two was just how you approach the tee shots? Yeah, that's what I told Mark. Gra grass, you got to land on the grass. That's it. I mean, the Lexington, anything off of the the holes, it's like landing in Mars, right? I mean, the rocks and 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 it's all there's there's no flat. So anything that isn't on a fairway, you're on an angle with rocks and these are huge rocks and there's coyotes. Uh, it was a scary place, <laughs> a scary place to miss the fairway. So no. I made sure the next day that uh, I'm not missing any fairways. It, and Concord is a little, you know, they say, say it's easier because it's more of a resort course where the hills will kind of lead back to the fairways, but I feel like it plays longer. So so putting the driver back in the bag, that's a that's a big choice there. But if you're if you're hitting the four iron well enough and it's landing on grass, as we found out, is a key to success. Then I guess that's uh, that's the most important thing. What so what else? You were landing on grass, so that's a good tip. What else were you doing well that day? <laughs> yeah, uh, hit your drive well. That's tip number one. Yeah, <laughs> landing grass. Um, but it didn't seem as scary if you missed the fairways. There wasn't that right. landscape that was on uh, Lexington. So, um, but yeah, just started playing well. I said to um, Mark, I'm like, man, it feels like we just came off at of 18 on Lexington and now we're teeing up on Concord. Like it didn't feel like there was a whole night. So I felt real loose. Felt loose. Nice. Yes. And then, um, but I, I think you're right. Like the ball ran a lot more. Like I played this morning. I'm in West Palm right now, but I was hitting my four iron and just the air is different. Sure. And it doesn't go as far, obviously, um, here at sea level, but uh, up there, it was, it was working. It was playing good, and Mark was really good about not telling me anything, just letting me have fun. So we were drinking beers and taking shots and having a good time. There you go. So, so towards the end, obviously, you you've got that internal feeling of how well you're playing. Um. Did you start to ever think that you were in the mix for the belt or you were just feeling pressure of this is going to be one of my best rounds ever? <laughs> no. Yeah. Did you ever think of the belt? <laughs> no. No. All right. Absolutely not. But like coming off of the front, because we started on four. So coming off, I had a good uh, fourth. You had a good nine. front that, six. By the way, I wasn't ripping on you. That wasn't meant to be a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I know my team. I know who I okay. am. So like sitting here and going, oh, I've got a chance. No, that never, not, okay. not at all. 
So <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you a story at the end here what it, that that proves that. But no, I, I didn't think I had any chance. I just wanted I wanted to help the team. So if I could be, mm, yeah. you know, like I'm even wearing my chapter hat now. Like it's this hat hasn't left my head for for six days. I'm very proud of my chapter cup. You know, yeah, proud yeah. of the belt, obviously. That's a big deal. Very proud of the chapter cup. I'm glad we could get it for Joey and Ian and all those other OGs. We we call our all our starters OGs. Nice. Yep. So all right. So towards the end of the round, what were you thinking? Towards the end, we got back. Um Back on one, there was a rat with a bunch of tequila, so that made me laugh and giggle. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, the rat but, king, we call him. Yeah, what, was, <laughs> yeah, what was he What was he called? Someone put a caption and put a name on him. I, I don't uh, know. Rounger or something. That was after I passed him then, because there was no, there was yeah, just, was there was just bottles of Tito's around him, which were full, by, by the way. Yeah. Splinter. Maybe his name was Splinter. Splinter, that would make sense. <laughs> But coming uh, coming around one, I didn't have the best back nine, um, but did okay. And then coming up on one, I I finished okay. One, I think I doubled. Um, and then going back into two and three, but I didn't. I knew I shot a good round. And mm-hmm. then when we got done, you have to drive back, and we had to stop, and and we were waiting for another. We didn't want to disturb another foursome that was finishing up. And Mark was tallying it up, and he just looked at me. He's like, "You shot an eighty-three today." And that that's when I was like, oh, shit, like that's that's the best round I've ever had in my life. And he goes, really? And I'm like, yeah. So they were very surprised that that 80. I guess I was playing well enough where they thought I was somebody else. Right. No, this is not this isn't normal. This is not a normal thing for me. Yeah. Do you you remember the last hole? Because, again, I was looking at the scorecards and I saw your final hole. You parred it. And it was like on the card, it was like a 432 yard par four. Um, and I know I, I went around and I, I kind of shortened some of those up a little bit, but I know there were, it was one of the long ones on, on Concord. And, uh, I'm just wondering if you remember it. Cause obviously that par was the, the last hole and the one that got you into the playoff. Yeah. I, I hit a stress. I hit driver on that one. I did hit oh. driver. So, so you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> so my brother's going to laugh at that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But okay. I did. I, I thought I would hit driver because I also had the long drive thing. I was very excited about competing in the long drive, even though I know I once again I probably didn't have a chance. Uh-huh. Uh, so I was like, oh, I better hit the driver just so that I I I've hit it at least once. Um, I think I took it out of the bag for the par five too, though. Yeah, I guess the par fives you probably still want to hit it. Not, um, not the downhill one. The one that was downhill that comes in towards the driving range. That's like extreme. Like you fall off. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I hit the four iron there, and it just caught the just caught it and rolled all the way down. So that w- I got lucky there. Okay, so even after you hear the number eighty three, any thought in your mind like, oh, that might put me, that might put me up there? No. All right. <laughs> I we drove back. We had the the FSU fight song going all the way back in. Me and Mark, and uh, I texted my group and was like, hey, I did a thing. I shot an eighty three. Uh, you know, hope that helps. And then we got in and the first bus was ready to leave. And a couple of our guys were getting on that bus. And I was like, I think, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to get on the first bus. And, um, Joey St. Germain's eyes rolled into the back of his head and he started doing all the math. He's our, he's our math guy. And he goes, yeah. no, you need to stay. And, um, Thank I was God. Like, no, I, I really want to go back and get a shower. <laughs> That's how much I didn't, I didn't think like there's got to be people coming in with better scores. If I shot an 83, there's got to be people that are coming in with better scores. See, that's that's how I felt the day I shot the 80. Like, I felt like I had a great round, but I also felt like it must have been easy for everybody. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. When you're yeah, when you're golfing well, actually, it doesn't even matter which course you're on because you're just kind of hit, you're landing on grass. It's grass. I go grass every, first. Every shot you're landing on grass <laughs> and then you're you're making some putts. So but yeah, I know I know what you guys are saying. And I think I think that was somewhere we we might have m- messed up this year, Willie. Last year, I was standing out at the uh, the caddy shade area just announcing the clubhouse lead and like trying to get people to turn their scorecards in if they thought they were close to the lead at least like letting people know what the lead was because mm-hmm. how, how terrible would that have been if, uh, if yeah. had gotten on the bus? <laughs> yeah. That would have been awful. You would have still would... been a Lord, but you would not have been a world champ Lord. No. It would have been a good story. It would have been a good story. It would have been a good story. Left too. 
He didn't miss the bus. That was his problem. Yeah, so you come in with the 83. You, thankfully, the fuck machine Joey St. Germain comes to your rescue, keeps you at the course. But at that point, any nerves creep in? You're thinking, oh, wait a minute. I guess I guess I might have to do something. I might win. Well, he was, yeah, he was saying that I had the clubhouse lead. And I, right away, I, I kind of forced gumped it. I was like, I, I've got to go pee. <laughs> but I went went inside, excuse the wedding party that was in there. And mm. uh, I got to the restroom and I started going. And this guy comes into the bathroom and he's like, oh, I got inside information. There's going to be a playoff. And he's yelling it. And uh, somebody oh. asked, like, how do you know that? And he goes, well, John Morley's my son. So, that's, <laughs> so you're. Your dad announced it in the bathroom, I guess. And I just, <laughs> oh, God. And Actually, so, that's where we always announce it first. <laughs> we, yeah, we told Bill. We said, about Bill, we might have a playoff. Head to the bathroom and make yeah, that go, announcement. Go tell everybody in the shitters to get out that there's going to be a playoff. And that's that's what I walked uh, back over. And Joey had already, he's got my bag. He was more excited than I was because at that point sure. I was just like, well, anything else other than an 83 is going to be just whipped cream on my cake today. It's, yeah, I, I was hearing it from, from yeah. Ian uh, and and Joey that they were ready. They were so pumped. They were so excited. They were giving me like your history. They were hyping me up about what a great guy you were. Uh, and then we find out that your your opponent uh, is uh, Miguel Slovic from Phoenix, who has been, you know, you, you've only been once. This guy's been what? Probably more times than we even had the world championship. He's been there yeah. somehow. <laughs> yeah, he's been around. He's been involved in a playoff before. True. As that a is caddy. true. As a caddy. Uh, not as a competitor, but as a caddy. So he had some playoff experience. Lost that one too. That's true. <laughs> Two time loser. Wow. Over here. <laughs> Uh, but so did you know were you aware of Miguel before you had to suddenly face off against him in Mortal Kombat Un- unfortunately no I mean now that I know who he is and I've I've read his story and I mean he's he's an OG I, yeah, I yeah, you know for for Tallahassee that's a, a a badge of honor you know you're an OG and that he seems like he gets it so I have all the respect in it I mean he was he was saying some things when we were when we were getting ready to go and i was like all right this guy wants it all right let's go um but yeah it was now i understand why i mean i definitely would be super excited if if i was in the same spot that he was in so now we've reached the playoffs you've met your competitor and uh what what was the what was the atmosphere like between you and uh and saint germain at that point What, what was he i mean you said he was your guru going into the day what kind of advice was he giving you at this point um he was just keeping me calm. You were on the back of the cart. With That's him. right. Yeah. You did seem very calm, I will say. I, he, he definitely kept me calm. Um, and like I said, I just kept thinking to myself, like, this is awesome. Like, I shot an 83 today. There, I see a mountain with snow on it. Um, <laughs> you know, simple things, simple guy. I was just I was just happy to be there. And so uh, pulling up there, he was – Diego was, was, was kind of having fun with it because uh, he was caddying for Miguel. And Joey goes, don't worry, I got Diego. Don't worry. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, we had a good time. And then, um, you know, John used the the deciding chapstick to mm-hmm. figure out who goes first. And from there, I just I, I blacked out. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, I will say you you were exuding uh, not necessarily a quiet confidence, but you just did seem to just be having fun with it all. Um, like the your caddy advice, I'll never forget on on the tee shot was uh hit it up the dick yeah yeah you hit it up the dick. To do for sure uh that was your driver that you smashed pretty much straight down the middle maybe a little at the left side which is a perfect angle for that yeah, which is where you want to be i mean yeah and it, i mean it was on top of kind of a, a weak push by miguel now both were in the fairway and he wasn't dead by any means i think he had like 160 in but then you definitely hit it up the deck yeah yeah definitely right gotta follow joey's when when he gives you advice you follow his advice (laughs) okay so after (laughs) after miguel uh duffs his second shot into sand what are you thinking while you're standing over your second shot joey started to say stuff what miguel was doing and i just told him no i go no no we're here we're here so just just talk to me like don't don't worry about what he's doing because it doesn't matter what he does i have to do what i have to do so 
Um, he got me a yardage, and since it was uphill, it was right on my pitching wedge. And uh, told him I was going to just try to put it in the middle. And I had been striking my second shots real good. Um, but Joey's a big uh, – every time we, we get together after a round or something, he's like, what, what was your favorite shot? And it's <laughs> the most annoying question. It's like, Joey – you know, I, I have 10,000 names in my, my memory bank. I've got all these, you know, people that I've met over the years being a teacher and stuff. And then you're going to ask me my favorite shot. I don't remember, you know, my last shot, let alone my favorite. But that drive, we we determined that the drive was actually my favorite shot of that playoff hole was the drive. Because it gave me the it, – it really calmed me down after that. Sure. It was it was solid. It, it was rock solid and just to, to the perfect position. And that hole is not without – you know, risks. There's definitely OB left that is accessible. And if you get down, lose it down to the right, you have a, a very difficult approach shot. So yeah, I, I would imagine after hitting it up, up the dick on the left side. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I might've cheated a little bit as far as, cause Ian Cowis with his bright orange jacket was, was standing there in the rough on the left. So I knew, I knew how far I could go left. <laughs> You're yeah, right. he was he was giving all the all the boys back home apparently a live show. Um, we were trying to get as much footage as we could on that last hole, and unfortunately, I missed the caddy fight, which you had uh, briefly mentioned. The, uh, <laughs> the, the egg, I, I'm like paying attention to you two, the competitors. I turn around and the caddies are both just like shoving the shit out of each other yeah. behind me. I think it was kind of a a, a chest bumping match. Yeah, were- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And nobody was backing down. Uh, so, yeah, so now you you hit your pitching wedge and you said you were going straight for the center of the green. That's exactly what you did. Uh, yeah. The flag was on the left side, so you left yourself. Yeah, the, the bad news is the flag was about 65 <laughs> feet left of that. Yeah, <laughs> and also downhill with several breaks, I would say. Yeah. Uh, so at that point, Miguel then proceeds to skull his shot over the green. Um, so now he's lying three, but then he hits... Uh, you know, you're saying that the, the drive was your shot of the hole. Uh, this chip must have been his. It oh. looked for a second like it was going in and you were going to have to two putt to tie and move on to the next hole. What were your thoughts after he uh, he hit that chip to about two feet there? Total butthole pucker. <laughs> that, that was when, yeah, if I was it, the, the one time that the nerves crept in, it was right there because that that looked like it was going to drop from my like because I was standing over my ball. Mm-hmm. As John has pointed out, 65 feet to the right, but on the green. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so happy about that. But like when that thing went off and he was so full of confidence, yeah. that's one thing Miguel didn't lack the whole time was no. he was a confident man. And to have them turn up the music and do all that, I loved it. I loved every minute of that. It, yeah, I mean, I, as soon as he hit that shot, he turned to the camera and yelled, and yelled Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang, um, yeah. <laughs> so he was in the zone. And yeah, I, and I I feel like I have a, a talent for knowing when putts are going to go in like as soon as they leave the club and in this case a chip once as soon as that thing landed and started rolling i'm like that's fucking going in like i was chasing it and then actually willie chasing it uh with the our video on uh instagram was so good because you were you were making a great call you were saying could it be could it be and i'm like oh that would have been so good if it went in we'd have our own uh better than most call better than most yeah but uh I mean, it was it was pretty fucking good. It just took a hard left turn at the end. That uh, yeah, that just yeah, it just ran out, out of, but... ran out of steam right at the end, and and yeah, cut a little bit. Uh, and then, but but you know, now he's got a putt for bogey that I think we all assumed he was going to make. Uh, spoiler alert: he never got a chance to make it <laughs> because now it's your turn. And uh, what were you thinking over this putt? You like, like John said, you were you middle of the green, but that left you a long way from the pin, and you're downhill pretty much the whole way with not a lot of room in over the back. A yeah, I just wanted to get over the hill. That the hill, if if you stand on that side of the green, it's. I told, I, I think I told Willie there that I was like, all that's missing is the damn clown's mouth for this <laughs> for this putt. I was like it. It goes up and over and then to the left, and it looked like it went straight for a while and then would break left. And Miguel's um, chip showed me that, oh, okay, well, that dives uh, before. So I, I told Joey, I go, I just want to get over the the hump. Now, I didn't want to leave it as short as I left it, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, definitely just wanted to get over the hill. Yeah, you want to give yourself a chance at a two-putt, and you don't want to do anything crazy, right? So 
Um, I could tell it was maybe a little tentative because that was the thought, not necessarily getting it to the hole or trying to make it. So you left yourself what, what maybe 10 feet short or is, was that too much? Maybe it was a little, I think 9.4 is what Joey said. I think 200 feet. I think it was at this <laughs> yeah, point. It's he actually feet. putted the wrong direction. <laughs> he putted yeah, the other direction. <laughs> I I was in the wedding party that was <laughs> and I was putting uh, you had to putt from the groom side and <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh I I definitely 10 feet, at least 10 feet. I, I think so too. Yeah. 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 By so, the time and still downhill. Um yes. and some break that I think maybe you were the only one who saw in the end. Now Joey said he just asked me, he goes, Are you good? Because you could hear in the tense in his voice. He's like, are you good? Like, I see something. Do you see it too? And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I see what you see. Because I like like you said, at Miguel's chip, as it got closer to the hole, it kind of, it pulled left. Yeah. And then it started to run straight. So you could see that there was a left break on it. But it was, I didn't realize it was so late. So I aimed out right. And um, I just put a good knock on it. And my putter has one good shot in it a year. And that that was it. That was it. Save it for the right moment. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a perfect putt. It just died right into the middle of the cup. Uh, we were fucking out of daylight, so the timing on it couldn't have been better. Yeah. Couldn't have done another playoff hole. But the the head on angle that that Ian had was the most telling one for me because that that turn at the left, you couldn't see it from my angle, but. You know, I think I think even without the turn, it might have grabbed the edge and dropped in. But that final turn in the last like foot just put it right in the middle of the cup and really uh, sealed it for you. Yeah, it made a, a beautiful moment for sure. Now, after you hit it, you said you said you put a good stroke on. Did you did you know it was in pretty much right away? Because you did start walking. It <laughs> it felt it felt short, uh-huh. but then it just kind of kept going. And, uh, you know, now that I've I've had hindsight and see Joey in the background, Joey knew it before I knew it. Yeah. Joey, yeah. Joey was ready to to Kevin gnaw that shit and just start walking towards the hole to pick it up. Um, but he definitely knew it before I did. And um, but once it fell, I just I remember when I was standing over the the 800 foot putt that I had there that somebody <laughs> said, you know, like uh, beat him, Miguel or something like that. I just heard it. And that, that was that's mm. the first place I looked up. I just looked like who said that gave you a little juice, huh? Yeah, it gave me a little bit. A little I mean, gas in the tank there. Nothing against that guy, but he's the reason that. <laughs> yeah, he's the reason. So whoever said that, you need to apologize to them again. Yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and apparently, John said, according to Tallahassee, he said, oh, "For the boat, where's which... my boat? I want my boat." <laughs> I, I was caught up in the moment. You know, <laughs> I promise weird things when when I get fired up. So yeah. Sorry Unfortunately, we always have to then, you know, deliver on those. So I guess next year, a boat. <laughs> a boat. I'm starting to think that it might get me into more trouble than just Siri not being able to dictate my text messages. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll 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 get back to that. We'll, we'll work on that. Yeah, I, we'll I, circle I, around. I, we'll yeah, come back to whether or not a boat should be involved next year. But, so there you go, man. You're, uh, you're the putt drops. You're in for four. Which you, I mean, nobody can dispute that. Uh, even if you know people would say, "Oh, well, Miguel duffed his second shot." I mean, you made a par. So, uh, sorry, a Murdy, a Murdy, um, to win yeah. the belt the, or the boat, depending on who you ask. Yeah. And uh, a par wins the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so it's an incredible moment. Um, you're getting just absolutely surrounded and uh, and swarmed by MGAers. I mean, just talk us through that moment. Well, like I and I, and then so everybody started coming up. You know, obviously all my Tallahassee guys were were in right away, and they were you know hugging and banging into me. They were stuff. a little fired up. Yeah, they were very fired up. <laughs> you know, Ian Ian throwing trash on the floor. I mean, we don't yeah. do that in Tallahassee, uh, but threw trash on the green. I was. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it was great. It was probably part of some big joke. Yeah. <laughs> it but was have, have those guys from my groups, um, you know, from the first group and the second group were, were like the second people there. So like, you know, Noah come running in. James White was ecstatic and Mark and Jordan and, and Carmen. They were all standing there, which was awesome. So like to have, you know, your 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 old friends congratulating and the new friends that you make, you know, and um, 
but it was really cool. James White was very excited. He just kept yeah. yelling at me. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? <laughs> I I have that on video, which I yeah. will. I'll be releasing the playoff video soon. It was pretty. He was good. super stoked. Very yeah. stoked. So yeah, yeah. It was it was a real fun moment. And then um, as everything was calming down and getting back on the bus, it just so happened that I went kind of to the back where all my guys were sitting, and when I sat down. I sat in the seat right behind Paul Zim, uh, Zimbrano. That's oh, right. Nice. It was perfect. Yeah, because Willie was there. And then, um, but like, just started. Like, I was there. It's on the there. record. I, I was, made it to something. He was on the bus. <laughs> Willie was on the bus. <laughs> so whereabouts unknown after that. But he was on the bus. Um, but Paul, Paul talked me through a lot of stuff and gave me some fun advice and just like, uh, it was really cool on the bus ride home the whole way. And, cool. and Paul is just an amazing guy because I only knew him from you know, seeing pictures of him and following him on, on Instagram for the world champ page. And, but yeah. really, really cool. And his buddy there too, um, I'm guessing was also from Orange County. He was really nice. And then the shots started. Mm. So, yeah. Peanut yeah butter the whip. champ bus gets a little wild. Generally. Yeah. Fireball. Uh, people started yelling at me to get to the front of the bus. I, was, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm just going to hang out here. But uh, yeah, overall, just an amazing whirlwind and really it was like, just kept thinking to myself, like, no, I didn't, I can't believe I just did this. Like, that's like Ian. Yeah. Joey. Yeah. Daryl, some guy. Yeah. You know, those guys, but me, no, no. Well, that was, that was uh, one of my favorite bits that there's been a couple articles posted on the MGA site from, uh, from Tallahassee medios uh, talking about Tallahassee's experience at the championship and and you and they're they're great articles people should read them I put one on the front page the others are in the chapter news section uh but the one <laughs> the one that's by Steve who, who's from Tallahassee but stayed home he tall said Asian Steve. yeah tall Asian yeah. yeah he said messages were were filtering in and they said one of them was that uh Dan is tied for the clubhouse lead and his next line was the lead for what <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lead for what? Like yeah. that? Yeah, that's my chapter. I, I remember um, before we went, we had like a little, uh, you know, Vegas baby uh, text message thread, and and one of our guys, Fairway Bob, uh, he he like gave out a bunch of um, odds on who who had a chance to win it, and yeah, I was yeah. nowhere near that. And I even said to him, I was like, uh, well, "What about me?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's that's cool. It's good to have dreams, Dan." You know? <laughs> Oh, he, he takes full credit for me winning. He's like, there See, you I'm go. We got a couple of guys now that could take credit for this victory. Uh, we, we got get him, get him Miguel, and uh, get him and, Miguel. The, and the good to have dreams guy. Yeah, <laughs> that that's yeah. a beautiful thing though about the MGA is is you know when I look at a moment like that, uh, getting swarmed on the 18th green there by people you know, probably some people you don't. Uh, everybody just losing their shit because you just made an incredible putt. And then I think about, you know, what other point in this person's life is something like this going to happen? You know, like in your day to day, you said you're a teacher, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure, you know, your, your kids love you. You love them back. You have a lot of great fun moments, but something like this, it's like, this is just, it doesn't happen to yeah, no. to guys like us and it's just it's magical when it does when you get to watch it happen year certainly year. not in golf competition not not in golf competition yes <laughs> but, yeah, I've had, I've had but that's what we're so proud of that you know we facilitated over the years with the world championship is that somebody gets to have that moment and and the guys even the guys who don't win if you just are involved in that if you're just one of the guys patting you on the back it's a beautiful moment all the way around so i was just i was so happy for you right there I appreciate it. And I was just really excited because we knew that Rose was coming. So <laughs> we got to show it because we were talking about that. Oh, if somebody wins, we uh, we got to all chug the Rose. And we're like, yeah, OK. It, it yeah. came up on the podcast episode where Ian was on uh, a long time before the MJ Worlds. What would happen if Tallahassee won the Chapters Cup or God forbid somebody in the chapter wins the belt? And guess what? <laughs> yeah. Both of those things happened. Thank I you. think, John, you mentioned that some people were like, that's a little suspicious, huh? It is. We've, <laughs> I think it's suspicious. We've had one chapter on since the uh, since the Mediocast reboot, and then one of his guys wins the world championship. I'm calling shenanigans. Mm-hmm. How many times has San Francisco had both? A couple. That's true. Shenan- yeah, so well, shenanigans were involved, that's different. for sure. <laughs> that was we totally shenanigans. 
Yeah. <laughs> we know we know how to run the conspiracies. How does it happen when <laughs> someone else is involved? I don't get it. I'm the one who makes this shit up. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're definitely gonna have to make the Tallahassee rule next year, right? But so I think one of the big things when you're when you're world champ is obviously a lot of a lot of new friends come out of the woodwork, right? Everybody wants a piece of you. And a lot of people are probably gonna vie for for best friend uh position with Daniel mm. Petrowski, right? Mm. And I just want to uh I want to explain why I'm your best friend, because mm. a lot of people don't know that. Uh, well, me, me included. I, I think they know after after Thursday night, right? Because you were proudly sporting a shirt that said it. That's right. Well, and, and I kept proclaiming that you were my best friend. So I think we need to tell people how this came about and uh, explain that. <laughs> and I, I, I told John this at this at the ceremony that I was a little hurt that Willie Willie was the one on my cart. No offense to Willie. Mm. But uh, yeah, Willie, you almost became my new best friend. But uh, yeah, it, it all started with um, you were on the Zoom call when we debuted the Bastards video. Okay. And so when you when we debuted that, you were um I was we were getting ready for the Am Am and I was down in my basement making shields because Joey and I were gonna be Vikings for the Am Am. Sure. <laughs> so sure. I was painting and we had a bet because I'm a Bears fan and he's a Vikings fan, and whoever had the better record got to choose the outfits, and he chose to be Vikings because the Vikings had the better record, of course. Okay. And uh long story short, is I was sitting there the whole time during the Zoom meeting painting shields and you made a comment like who the hell is this guy just sitting here painting things <laughs> during the zoom meeting and i yeah. and at that point i was like oh my god he noticed me we're best friends <laughs> <laughs> so, so from then on if there was a problem at any event from that moment on i was like you want me to call my best friend i'll just call my best friend and so it <laughs> kind of became the joke that oh well have dan call john they're best friends That's and so it just kind of was like a tallahassee uh uh fun thing until it became fruition i mean it became reality uh instantly well, right yeah i mean sort of uh <laughs> yeah no that's that's actually I, that is coming back to me now and that's i i think yeah that's lore that was missing john from what you explained to me <laughs> right i see i had to do i keep all my old emails because i can't remember anything so i just search you know best friend Daniel <laughs> and only one email up. came up and it was from one Dan. email and what you'd think is best friends would email more, but uh, but what I found was <laughs> our friendship was founded through uh, you having a yahoo.com email address. Yes. Anyone yes. who anyone who has a Yahoo address knows you're not going to get emails from the MGH site. It's just not going <laughs> to fucking happen. No. Yeah, we can't locate that. No. And uh, and yeah, I I <laughs> I could tell I could tell through your emails with Ian. Uh, where you were talking shit about <laughs> about the MGA, that it was all in good fun and yeah. uh, calling it a money grab. And <laughs> <laughs> so I decided to have some fun and send you bullet points of why you yeah, yeah. have a Yahoo email address and why Yahoo it themselves would admit that their their emails are fucking garbage. And uh, and then you you switched. You got a Gmail address and yeah. you you declared that now that you got an email from me, we were officially best friends. So that yeah. was where I thought it started. I, I, that, like I said, my memories, my memories are not that great, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I do. I do remember that the Yahoo email incident. I don't know why you hate Yahoo. I don't know who hurt you from Yahoo, but you hate Yahoo. I mean, if you, <laughs> if you have the Yahoo, that's even prior to them becoming Y mail. Cause remember they tried to, oh. they tried to copy. That means you're real old school Yahoo. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for life <laughs> but yeah um, all because of john i had to get a gmail account so you're welcome yeah thanks yeah. <laughs> best friends so yeah but then then i guess you know before when you decided you were coming to this event you started messaging me on maybe yeah. instagram and and telling me you know that you were my best friend and you were coming and i kept talking about how i was gonna have to step up security and i thought that would be the end of it i thought i'd never even see you once we got to the event but turns out i'm gonna have to deal with you for about a year now yeah yeah definitely at least one year yep oh there was a yeah and you made the mistake of putting your phone number on one of the emails that you sent uh -oh. me. 
I immediately hit the text and was like, oh, John, send me his phone number. It's happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but oh. yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, that's if you want a direct line to El Presidente, just just win a belt. Guys. That's it. It's yeah, easy. It's easy game. Easy yeah. game. Come on. And girls. Guys, it went up the dick, win a belt, and there you go. Yep. All right. Uh any any like you know, messages to the MGA now that you are kind of represent us uh, as our current reigning world champ. I just thank you, number one. Um, volunteers, you know, the way you guys put on that event. It's obvious that it's a big hassle, you know, like, but to have everything go that smooth was pretty cool that, you know, being my first time there, I, all the kinks, like you guys say in your other podcasts, you've fired out a lot of kinks, but <laughs> you could not see any there. So, I mean, all those volunteers and all those people, you know, handing out goodie bags. I mean, that, that was cool. I used my umbrella today on the course. I've got nice. my slot on right now. My my prison slides as everybody was calling them and telling them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I, if there's one, you know, I, I think every, every champion should have a cause and my cause is to get rid of the monkey. Um, that's, I, I, I thought about it last night and okay. I was going, I become a history buff now for the MGA because I wanted to know who I was talking about. I wanted to know who people were. I wanted to know who Miguel was. I want to know who Paul was. But the, the amount of monkeys as your profile pick oh, mm, is ridiculous. I thought you were talking about exterminating monkeys, the animal, from the planet no, for a second. No, there. they're lovely, lovely creatures. But I mean, <laughs> the the profile pick of the monkeys, and I would I'm glad to say that five out of the six people that I met in my groups don't have monkeys. But Justin, Justin needs to get on it. Okay. That's our I goal. can get behind I think that. That is that is a noble cause and and something that's actually doable. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think this could really turn the tide on profile. Yeah, John, we could fix that right now. We just make a different default profile pick. <laughs> Look at how I'm making changes already. I we'll make it. it like a giraffe or something, it. you know. Yeah, get rid of the monkey this year, guys <laughs> and gals. Get rid of the monkey. Yeah. I, I'm um, with you. I agree. I think John. I I, I love this as a cause. I th I think the the other thing uh, at the the World Championship that has helped make it so smoothly is something you brought up earlier with the OGs and the veterans kind of guiding the new guys through it. Like, I mean, because because it it has just slowly evolved year after year. So the people who've been multiple times really they know the flow of the event and they can help the new guys through it because this one felt like the smoothest one yet. And we, we had, we added probably 60 people over last year's event even, mm -hmm. and it felt even smoother. So I think it has a lot to do with, uh, with the, the OGs and the vets who keep coming back, who, who really help help the event go as well as, uh, as it does. Yeah. It was, it was so much fun. I had such yeah. a blast and uh, my poor brother, all we care about, my my poor brother, he's got so much FOMO because he can't be here, and he's way better at golf than me. And and the but I mean, he was so happy. He was calling me Facetime and trying to do everything to get a hold of me. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, he's <laughs> he can't. November's like his busiest time of the year, so it's oh, all. No. But, but uh, one one year we're gonna break him out and get him out there. But um, what's your brother's name? Jojo. All right. Well, I got one word for you. Prove it. I guess that's two words. Prove your better call. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's holding the belt now, Joe? Yeah. yeah. Who's the world champion now? Yeah. Who does dad love more now, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, all the, all my buddies were texting uh, my wife. So she, she immediately texted me and says, well, do you, do you get like in free next year? And I was like, no, that isn't how it works. And she goes, well, that would be nice. <laughs> and right, we'll put that in the suggestion, suggestion box. Yeah, tell her uh, if she wants to buy that for your Christmas present, by all means, uh, <laughs> that would be nice of her. And my dad just said, meh, M-E-H was his text. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that, that, there's a reason that I need your approval, John, as best yeah. friend. <laughs> <laughs> what do I have to do for you, dad? I became a world champion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I've I've got uh, seven minutes till I have to be at daycare picking up my kid. Okay, uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? I believe there's some sort of uh, yeah. Are you a podcaster podcast. yourself? 
We, yeah, we we adopted uh, Joey and uh, Matt Millar. One hundred and one uh, is his nickname. One hundred and one's uh, podcast. It's the mediocre happy hours. Nice. So uh, they used to be done pretty regularly, and since my brother and I took it over, not so much. Not All so right. much. But we are planning on when I get back into town in Tallahassee on uh, Saturday to knock one out. But yeah, uh, mediocre happy hours. PDPaddle.com. That's enough. That's another one that we always put on our podcasts. Uh, and then, uh, what is but it? Yeah, get the monkey off your back. That's the big one. Get it off your back page. That's All that's right. the biggest. Thing. Nice. Get get the monkey off. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, our our new world champ, Lord Daniel, uh, from Tallahassee, currently the best chapter in the MGA. I guess there's really no other way to say it at this point. You want to uh, say it again and slower? <laughs> There's one other way to say it, which is slower, I guess. The yes. best chapter in the MGA, right? Can we say it? What if Willie and I say it together? There you oh, go. All right. You ready, John, it. on the count of three? Yeah. Ready? One, two, three. The best chapter the best in the MGA in right, the now. right now. Wow. Um, nailed it. I was, yeah, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a pleasure having you on the media cast and, uh, you know, I just like like you said, like, you know, it was a great time. I, I heard nothing but people saying they had a great time. So really happy that everybody made it out. Really happy that everyone made it home and uh, looking forward to next year already. Um, that's going to do it for me. Co-founder Straight Willie Dills for El Presidente John Lucky Kick Morley. We'll see you on the next MGA Media Cast. Yeah.